Do it. We are live on the air. All right. We're going to. We are live. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we're live. EJ Scott. We are live. So much for practicing. We're yeah. just gonna we'll just we'll just pull them right in in the in the middle of things. Well, it'll it's be, cool, you know, because I mean the best be way to exciting learn. Exciting this way. Best way to learn hey. is by fire. Hey, there Hello. he is. Hello. Hi. Hi. All How's right. It going? It's going good. All right. Glad we got you. Sorry about your your technical difficulties, man. Bitches. Yeah. Uh, so so i got kevin and who's who's the other voice we've got kevin we've got uh mike lunsford hello and we've got eric how's it going all right how are you good 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 wonderful are you guys in the same room or is everybody everywhere we're at the studio Er eric and i yeah eric and i are in the the studio in fredericksburg virginia and then uh kevin is i'm in columbia maryland parts unknown okay cool yeah how do i sound do i sound okay sound crystal clear to us yeah sounds good okay, yeah. awesome all right so uh are you ready mike and eric for for me to do the intro um let's we're gonna go ahead and do the music and i'll do oh. the uh the, all of you listening out there uh in radio internet land are gonna get to hear this live so we're gonna do our comics online theme and expe expect it to be uh glitchy live. it'll be glitchy <laughs> but you know what we're doing it live we're like bill o'reilly we're doing it live are we ready for some theme music? Yes. Do it. And he cried with a loud voice. Yeah, theme music. As when a lion roareth, and when he cried. All right, bring that up a little bit. Converting earthy language into thrust. As you kneel before Azawa, Legend of Zelda's turned to dust. Podcasting from the future like your time was dead and gone. And we rock the best site like ComicsOnline.com. Spoiler alert. You're listening to the Comics Online Podcast. Season 16, Episode 24. The Return of E.J. Scott. This episode is recorded April the 14th, 2016. This episode, Kevin, Mike, E.K., the DJ, and our special guest, E.J. Scott, are recorded via Skype at the FXBG Pirate Radio Studios in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into this, and let's start episode 24, E.J. Scott Returns. With our super geeky tactics, from the days of Marconi to Buffalo Loud and Best in City, you can hear us on every radio, so good advice city, from leaping tall builders to going off like gamma bombs, switch your internet browser to comicsonline.com. Hello again, and welcome to the Comics Online Podcast, Season 16, Episode 24. I'm your host, Kevin Goswan, and with me today, as usual, is my co-host, Mike Lunsford. Good evening, all of you internet listeners. And back once again, we've got Eric, EK the DJ. Hello, hello, hello. And, and welcome back once again, after about, I think it's been about four years, uh, we, we've got EJ Scott. Hooray. Hello! Yay, EJ Scott! Yay! Yay! Hooray. So we've got uh, so so since then. Um, now, some our our listeners may not realize this, but it was kind of a big deal to have you on, not just because of your, uh, you know, your uh, fame and fame adjacents, um, but <laughs> but because for some reason the the episode you were on uh was like the the apex of our downloads 
Um, we, oh, really? Wow. Yeah, uh, it was in in that first in that first month that it debuted, and I think this was maybe November of 2012. I think I want to say uh, hmm. we got October, November, something like that. Uh, we got over 16,000 downloads in that first month. Wow. And for us, Whoa. that was huge. That was uh, from me? What yeah, you of mean? you. Yeah, man, you're a big deal. Yeah. Of your episode. And that I, was I don't get that I don't get that many on my own podcast. Well, neither do we. <laughs> <laughs> when we combine our forces together. Yeah. Oh, shit. That crazy. was it it blew me and that this is actually the first time I've ever mentioned uh, our our stats on the show. But uh, but yeah, that that blew everything away. And before that, the, our our highest ever was five thousand, and that that was crazy. Um, yeah, that's crazy. And you know, it's for for the majority of of this, it's been you know, it's kind of just set around, I don't know, eleven hundred or something like that it was was pretty normal. Um, but sixteen thousand yeah, uh, in the first I'm month. So confused by that. I'm super confused by that actually. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I don't know why it took off, but it it, it was crazy and uh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, I hope I hope you don't have those expectations for this for this one. Well, you're you're my good luck charm, man. So oh boy, oh boy. And so so oh, since then, you. since then you started your own podcast. That's uh, true. So 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 uh, before we go into all the rest of the stuff you do, which is which is all pretty amazing. To, uh, Tell us a little bit about Scratch the Surface. Oh, Scratch the Surface is basically a uh, interview, long form interview uh, show. Although I, I mix it up once in a while, um, and mostly my guests are actors, writers, directors, producers—you know, people in the entertainment industry. Uh, but I'll mix that up sometimes with, you know, maybe a, a, I've had I've interviewed doctors and um, friends that you know, are going through or, or have interesting lives or have something to talk about. Um, I've also done, um, uh, you know, if somebody passes away, I've done uh, um, sort of a... Like tributes. Shows a, tributes, thank you. Um, tributes uh, about them. Or I'm a Howard Stern fan, so I did one um, where I talked with other Howard Stern fans and we just did a round table about the Howard Stern show. Uh, so I mix it up a little bit here and there. And I even because of what I'm doing this year, I, my last one was in, uh, a podcast about my running on Antarctica. And um, I interviewed uh, other runners. And you also hear video and, and audio, well, you hear audio of uh, what I, my feelings and, and what I'm going through before and after the race and sometimes even during um, so you, so I tried to mix that up a little bit and edit that and uh, and make it sound like a almost like a mini documentary. Um, nice. Yeah. So I'm trying to do that for all the ones I'm doing this year. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I I, I I mix it up here and there. I, I really enjoy it, though. I really love doing the podcast. It's a lot of fun, and I like talking to people and. Uh, and I like trapping them. I like trapping them. <laughs> uh, and they sit down and they look at me and there's no one else around and they have to talk to me. Um, <laughs> and it's it's nice. It's nice. I have their full attention usually. Nice. Yeah. Of all of those interviews that you did, EJ, which one would you say 
you were either the most proud of or you were like geeked out for you were like oh my god i can't believe i'm interviewing this person i was over the moon uh i, I mean i love all my guests i really yeah. um can't thank my guests enough that the things they talk about uh with me i'm i'm like sometimes i'm shocked and i'm really grateful they open they open up very much and they're very honest and and uh, I, I love it. I love I love the honesty of it. Um, but as far as like geeking out, and uh, I had this weird high after I interviewed this person, um, and uh, the the person was Drew Goddard, and Drew Goddard uh, most recently is known for being Oscar nominated for writing The Martian. Yeah. But um, he also wrote Cabin in the Woods and directed it. And he right. worked on Alias and Lost and Buffy and Angel and oh yeah no he's a big name in, in writing yeah and he worked on Daredevil as well yeah he created Daredevil wrote the first two scripts he's still a producer credit on there and um, and he it, it took a while to get him in there but he was so nice and he signed everything I put in front of him <laughs> and. Um, and he just stayed there. He didn't. He didn't give me a time frame or anything. And I interviewed him for like two and a half hours. Oh wow! And I just went through everything. And uh, it was. It was. And when he left, I was like, "Woo!" I was so. I was on a natural high. It was really cool. And uh, it was. It was so nice of him to spend time like that with me. And he has no reason to spend that type of time with me <laughs> whatsoever. Uh, he could have totally just blown me off and, uh, he didn't though. He was super cool and, uh, I'm forever grateful to him. And, uh, and for me that I could listen to that one over and over again. And yeah. I've already listened to it once or twice. Well, that is awesome. It seems like you have been, you know, like I feel like with, with comics online, we, we tend to get luckier than we deserve. <laughs> and I've, and, and, and it sounds like you kind of feel the same way about, uh, your fortune when it comes to your podcast. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's hard getting guests. Uh, I'm, I'm always throwing out hail marys in terms of tweets or emails or whatever. Just cold asking somebody. You know, I see them somewhere and I just ask them. Um, and sometimes it goes through, and other times not. You know, like I had a good one. I met Andy Richter, <laughs> and I asked him, and he was just completely upfront and said no. And <laughs> I really admired his honesty about it because he's like, no, I only do that stuff for friends now. And I was like, okay, I appreciate the honesty instead of going, Oh yeah, maybe, you know, call my whoever. And yeah. So I'm like, Oh, okay. Thanks for not beating around the bush about it. You know, totally. He blew you off like a man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And he was really nice about it though, actually. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, you know the one thing that I, uh, the one that stuck, that kind of stuck out to me that I saw you did, or that I actually I, I listened to. I haven't, I haven't listened to absolutely all of them, but I, I've, I've listened to probably about. I'm half hanging up. I well, you know, I'm behind. I'm behind <laughs> on things. This wasn't part I've, of the deal. I've had a heck of a year, um, but um, uh, the one, the the one that uh, that you did with Chris Hardwick. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you don't, you you don't really. I mean, he's everywhere except for on other people's podcasts, right? And he's but got he's, his own podcast. Well, of course, yeah, a great podcast. And uh, yeah, I've I've known Chris not well, mind you, but I've known him for a long time. I actually just ran into him the other night, and uh, he's like one of the nicest guys. And I was really, 
you know, he's another one that's like, how many jobs does this guy have? What, right. What type of time does he have? Um, and he was able to fit me in and, uh, and he was just super cool about it and, and so nice. And it was, and again, another very open, he was very open on my podcast, um, you know, about his drinking and all that stuff. And, um, uh, it, it was, yeah, it was so great to get him there and just talk to him. Cause I, I've never actually, as long as I've known him, I never got to talk to him like that. Yeah. Um, he used to, I used to do fundraisers when I first moved out to LA in the mid two thousands. And, um, he was, he did three or four of my fundraisers. Um, and again, he didn't know me from a hole in the wall and, and he was just, uh, he's just nice like that. He's just a nice guy and just wants to help. And, uh, and I was already extremely grateful for, for his time with during that, that time. And, uh, so he's just a great guy. It was so cool to, to be able to talk to him one on one. That is awesome. So uh, before we get too far into this, to, to uh, I, I think we we may have buried part of the lead here. Um, uh, so you uh, so so our listeners know um, uh, EJ here is the uh, the real life uh, boyfriend of Deb Wool, who everybody knows at, at you know as today as Karen Page, but of course she was also on True Blood, and you know that's. Uh, you know that's her claim to fame, and she, you know, she and you have worked together to raise money to help fight uh, your uh, your your blindness disease, choroideremia, um, and uh, so so that's kind of uh, it, it. Seems like that that's what you put most of your time and energy into. Oh yeah, definitely. That's a that's a part to full time job um, for me since uh well since i got diagnosed practically in 2003 um it's a uh degenerative hereditary disease that i didn't know i had until i was 27 and um my brother got tested first he was 16 at the time and uh then we all got tested everybody in my family um and how it worked out was my, my grandfather was blind I always knew him as a blind person. He, he passed away when I was 15, but, um, it wasn't really talked about his blindness or the possibility of passing it along. So I never thought about it. I never really worried about it, except when I was about, about that age, um, I started seeing, uh, having symptoms of it, but not knowing it. Um, and I went to an eye doctor and he checked me out and said I was fine because you have to look specifically for this, uh, uh, thing. Um, so cut to 12 years later when we're all getting, uh, tested, uh, I tested positive. My brother tested positive. My mom, sister, and aunt all tested as carriers cause it's an X linked disease. And my sister since then has had two boys. And so they both have it. Um, and that's how it goes. So so it's really just taken over, not just me, but I mean, our family, you know, it's really rocked the foundation of our family. And, um, you know, now we're, there's a lot more openness and we're not totally open. Um, the, the, my nephews don't know about it, but, um, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're working on it and there's hope and, you know, there's choroideremia conferences. I think there's one coming up in a couple months. 
and my parents go to those and uh, I, I've gone to a bunch of those, um, you know, and there's, there's hope, there's a lot of hope. And, but I've been, I've been really driven to fundraise and do things and, and be proactive. And that's been helping me just, you know, psychologically and emotionally, really. Um, I think the idea of, you know, feeling like it was, it was kept secret from me, uh, made me want to do the opposite and want to get the word out as much as possible. Cause when you're told you have something you've never heard of, it's really bizarre, you know? Yeah. So let me, let me ask you, you, you mentioned uh, that you were having symptoms. What were the symptoms that you manifested first? Back then I was, I, mostly I was seeing these, um, bursts of light in my eyes, like almost, I described them like fireworks. Uh, they look like fireworks. And, um, how long they do they last? Just like a firework. It kind of bursts and then fades away. Oh. Um, and I'm like, what the fuck? And, oh, can I curse on this? <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, we're a hard R here. Is that cool? Right. Oh yeah. So I'm like, what the fuck? What is this thing? And, uh, why does this keep happening? And sometimes it would just be so distracting. Um, and uh, then there were other symptoms I didn't quite nail at the time. I was having s trouble seeing in, in the dark and stuff like that um, and dim lighting when other people wouldn't have those, those problems. Um, so I, mostly I just had issues with this burst of, bursting of light. And uh, that's, that's the, I, I just wanted to get rid of it. I was like, what the hell is this thing? So it turns out later I would learn that it's, a, it's like a symptom of chorderemia of like your your eye trying to um, trying to get like your the picture it's looking at to your brain or something like that and uh, and it's having trouble so like this light bursts or whatever um, I'm not very scientific so I, <laughs> uh, Fair enough I mangle I mangle all that so um, so yeah so it was that mo mostly that one but then looking back once I was diagnosed I realized oh my god there were so many times I bumped into things or didn't see something or blah 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 and I'm like oh my god it's all because of this thing I remember going seeing some of my cousins and visiting my cousins in Maryland and um looking at one of my cousins and I was like where's where's Brian and he was literally standing right next to him waving at me oh man um, and i didn't see him and uh just stuff like that you just think back and i'm like oh my god that's that's why that's why because in the moment I, that was before i was diagnosed um in the moment i'm going what the fuck why didn't i see? you're like three <laughs> inches over to my left why didn't i see you you know um yeah, and maybe I was in denial too of like, well, maybe it's maybe there's something wrong with your eyes. And I didn't even wear glasses till I was thirty. Wow. Um, so I, I I always thought my eyes were pretty good, but uh, but it turns out not so much. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So uh, so when did you first start fundraising, and and how did how did that how did that manifest then, and and how. Uh, can you can you describe uh, the evolution of your fundraising? Well, in 2003, I was diagnosed, and then shortly thereafter, I moved to California and got involved with the improv community out here, uh, mostly at a place called IO West. Um, and while going there, I saw other people doing fundraisers, and I hadn't really talked or told people about my condition yet. It took 
maybe about a year till I was very open about it and telling, you know, audiences and things like that about it. Um, so I thought I, I went to, actually, I went to, I went to a fundraiser for the West Memphis three, you know, those guys, yeah. you know who that is? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with them. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So those, those kids, they were arrested, uh, for murder that they didn't do and went to jail and all this stuff. HBO did three doc documentaries about them. Um, or maybe four. Um, so I went to this fundraiser at, uh, the improv at stand-up comedy place out here. And it was great. There was like all these people, including Chris Hardwick. And, uh, I was like, maybe I could start asking some of these people <laughs> if they would, if they do this one, maybe they'll do another one. So, uh, some of them blew me off and, uh, but some of them didn't. So I, I was able to get, I started, I started thinking about it and I asked the IO West theater if I could get a slot for a fundraiser and they said yes. And I, I, I had a great fundraiser, but I didn't know what I was doing. So I only, I only made like a couple hundred bucks, um, and a very little audience. Uh, and it's, it's hard to figure that stuff out, but, um, I did it again a few months later, I think, or six months later, something like that. And it was a uh, sold out. It was a sold out. And I, and I made a lot more money and, um, and then I ebbed and flowed from there. Sometimes they do great. Sometimes not so great, but I did at least a dozen fundraisers like that. I would do about three a year and com mostly comedy based, like stand up, improv, sketch, stuff like that. Um, and then I moved to Chicago and cause I needed to, uh, stop driving and, you know, I was trying to figure out my life. I moved to LA to be an actor and, uh, because I was losing my eyesight, it was getting more challenging. And I, I, I thought, well, you know, maybe, maybe I should try something else. And so I ended up moving to Chicago where, I, I, I realized how, how fat I was <laughs> at the time. And uh, uh, my girlfriend helped me because she kind of inspired an idea in me of like, well, what if you lost weight for money? Like if you got bribed or something, you think you could lose weight if you were bribed or something? <laughs> maybe that's what like, I'm missing. Uh, I was like, maybe, but I don't think I could ask money from people just to lose weight. But I think I could do it if it was for charity. And I did that. I, and I was surprised how much I raised that. I raised $14,000 wow. in eight months and I lost 70 pounds. And then from there I wanted to try to keep the weight off. So I signed up for a marathon in Chicago for 2010. And, um, and I trained for nine months and same thing i i wanted to uh, you know raise money for charity and and i did i don't remember how much but and I, but i was also able to get some publicity i got in the newspaper i got on tv um on the radio and um and after i ran that first one and i have to run blindfolded because the sun really bad for my eyes and it's very uncomfortable um so i ran that first one and i never thought i'd, I'd run one one after that but after i did it and i realized that i was able to do some good from it i thought well maybe i could do more good if i ran more marathons um 
So I, 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 when I ran the one in Chicago, it was on October 10th, 2010. So they were advertising it like 10, 10, 10. And, um, and I was like, that's interesting because in a couple of years, it'll be 2012. What if I ran 12, 12 states, 12 months in 2012? Um, maybe it would, it would catch on. Maybe people would pick up on the, on the numbers thing. And, uh, and I'd say it works because uh, I, I raised over $150,000 in that year. And, um, nice. Yeah, and, uh, uh, that was great. That, that exceeded my expectations. I got a little... I got a little documentary made out of it, which you can find for only a couple of bucks on iTunes called Run Blind. And it's a documentary and uh, um, it's worth checking out. And uh, and then, you know, just a, a year or so ago, I was thinking about turning 40 and my grandfather went blind in his 40s. And uh, so I turned 40 this past November. So I thought, um, well, maybe I'd like to see the world before I go go blind, and maybe I can raise money while I'm at it. So that's where this idea came from of running on all seven continents in in the year and uh, raising money, but not just for choroideremia this time. I'm trying to raise money for lots of causes, uh, like uh, you know, causes that are important to me and affect friends and family and stuff. Uh, autism and uh, Rett syndrome, uh, Crohn's disease, ALS, Parkinson's, cancer, uh, mental health, uh, kids, animals, um, something for everybody, I'd say. And uh, yeah. um, so it, uh, I, I'm, I'm sadly I'm not seeing uh, much return on, on the uh, donations part, but um, hopefully maybe some of your listeners would check out my my um charities that i'm raising for and, and donate um i'm sure there's something that they would uh, relate to in that list for sure oh yeah uh yeah so if if i can plug that uh, website it's a uh, crowdrise.com slash seven on seven it's uh the number seven on the number seven so crowdrise.com slash seven on seven and that's it's got all the charities there Nice. And you could just skim them and, and pick your favorite um, one or more and, and donate what you can. Very cool. Well, we will definitely uh, promote that as well. Thank EJ, I got, a, I got a question for you, EJ. Um, yes, of, sir. Of all the continents when you're describing it, I, I can pretty much picture doing a marathon on, on all of the continents except for one, and that's Antarctica. Can you right. kind of explain to us how that works? Like, how is it that you can do a marathon in, in Antarctica? Logistically, it's complicated, but um, there are marathon groups that do it every year. And their winter, or I'm sorry, their summer is our winter. Okay. So that was the first place I went this year was Antarctica. I went there in January. But for the, one, for the group I went with, which was called um, Marathon Adventures, and the tour was called the... Um, white continent marathon um it, what you do is you fly to chile and you stay in chile for like eight days and within those eight days at some point 
they will tell you to get on a bus, to get on a plane, to fly to Antarctica. And then you will either run right, or you will sleep overnight and then run first thing in the morning. Um, we did the latter. So we were told to get on that bus and then the plane, we flew in, it took about two hours and they set up tents. I've never camped before in my life <laughs> and I may never camp again. <laughs> so, uh, it's it, usually way warmer. Oh my God. It, it was still, yeah, it was still freezing temperatures, but, um, and it was so uncomfortable because they just put tents on rocks and, um, on like jagged rocks and they tell you to bring like a pad with you, but which I did, but it made very little difference. I got no <laughs> sleep the night before. And then at 4 a.m. they wake you up to run at 5 a.m. Um, and basically you're there's not 26 miles of road or anything like that. You're basically running back and forth on one road that's about I guess it spans about two or three miles and you're, you're running back and forth basically. But, uh, it had just snowed the night of, uh, a day before. So there were snow mounds that we had to climb over and, uh, and snow patches that you had to be really careful walking on and running on. Um, it was really dangerous and scary. I, I didn't, I wasn't blindfolded for it because one, I needed my eyes, uh, and two, uh, it was very overcast. Um, and when I run, I run with a, a guide and, and I had a guide with me. Um, but it was, it was, it did, it did not go well. It really it was so hard. And I, w I got horribly sick right before I, I, I went to Chile, um, which really affected my, my training. I didn't, I couldn't train at all. I, I, I got so I got more sick than I've been in, in, in 10 years. Um, and it just screwed up. I wasn't eating anything. I, I, I wasn't training. I was losing weight and all this stuff. And then, you know, top it off with not getting any sleep, plus all the freezing temperatures and all that stuff. Um, I ended up just doing a half marathon uh, on, on Antarctica. And it still took me four and a half hours. Oh, wow. Which is a couple hours longer than it usually takes me um, for a half. Yeah. No. So it was, it, was, it was hard. And I think because of how difficult it was, um, feel, I'm still feeling the effects of it. Uh, shortly after I got really bad knee problems in my left knee, um, which, which I still now I run with uh, knee sleeves on my knees. Um, I ran Tokyo in February. I was able to run the whole thing, but but it, it, it hurt, and I was really nervous about my knee and everything. And uh, so that, you know, I'm I'm falling apart <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> um, but um, I really want to get through this year. I'd really like to do the rest of these marathons. Uh, but geez, uh, this might be it for me. This year might be it for me. Yeah, well, hey, you're you're sure doing better than uh, than any of us are. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, you are you are quite the quite the inspiration, EJ. I I, I got to hand it to you. It every every time I uh, look, I both Kevin and I have been uh, doing the Fitbit thing where it tells us how many steps we have and and stuff like that. And I'll look at my little Fitbit and I'm like, I could do three thousand more steps, but I could also sit on the couch and watch TV. 
now I'm hearing that this this guy who's almost blind is going on all seven continents running marathons. I think I need to get up off my ass and do something. So I appreciate the uh, the motivation. See, Mike, now all we have to do, Mike, is just go and, and, and uh, come up with some sort of fundraiser and, uh, you know, with, with our fans and, and maybe we can, you know, get some fundraiser to, uh, to, get, to get the two of us moving. There we go. See, you know. There you go. It's good inspiration, really, when other people are giving you money and, and rooting for you. It's really yeah. um, encouraging and motivating. Um, especially when I was losing all that, that, that weight, that 70 pounds and, and money was rolling and I was like, holy shit. And, and I was blogging about it and everything. And, you know, if I didn't put it out there as much as I did, I may never have lost that weight. Um, but once you realize, oh, people are kind of keeping an eye on me about it and, uh, and rooting for me and, and giving me hope, it was, it was really nice. It sounds like it. That's, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. And so I, I take it you've you've pretty much been able to to stay fit since then, huh? Uh, uh, mm. More or uh, less. Yes, yeah, more or less. I'm uh, I'm probably I, I'm probably at this point right now. I'm usually pretty good. I'm usually about ten pounds, ten to fifteen pounds over that seventy pounds that I lost. So I'm so I would be you know fifty five to sixty pounds. Okay. Uh, less than I was at one point, but I go, I, I fluctuate. I consider myself a food addict and uh, certainly sugar. Um, so I fluctuate. There's addiction in my family and mine's food. Um, yeah, you and me both, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's really hard, but um, but uh, right now I'm I'm heavier than I'd like to be. I'd like to be at least ten pounds less right now uh, uh, and get back to my normal weight, uh, which is like two ten. But I'd like to get down to even. Well, you're a tall. You're a tall guy, anyway, right? Yeah, but that's no excuse, though. Really. But uh, but you know that's I mean so two two ten for a tall guy is is not the same as two ten for for uh, Mike here. Right. Right. Hey, I'm not that short, man. <laughs> no, no. But I mean, you're like you're like five nine, right? Yeah, like five nine, five ten. Yeah. 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 You look good, Mike. Yeah, you look good. Oh, thanks, guys. You're 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 a handsome fellow, Mike. Aww. I like your hair. Um, <laughs> Anyway, um, so so your your uh, sugar sort of thing, you know, on on comics online, we tend to veer into uh, food sometimes. What's your guilty pleasure? Uh, everything. It depends. I'll I'll go through phases of baked goods to uh, candy to you know. There's a Chipotle and a Five Guys near me. <laughs> I'll, I'll go there every night and. Um, uh, you know, it depends. It depends. Uh, do you get do you get soda. yourself in more in in more trouble or less trouble when when Deborah's away shooting? When it comes yeah, to food, trouble. That's hard. Sometimes she's a bad influence on me because she doesn't really have to watch herself because uh, she's she doesn't have that problem. She can have a little bit of something bad and not eat the rest of it or not have the rest of it, but. Oh. Um, I'm not able to do that. So sometimes she sometimes she's an, a bad influence on me. I like it when she cooks, which isn't that often, but when she does it's usually healthy and uh she's a real good cook when she when she does it. What's your what's your very very favorite uh thing that she cooks? You know, just the basic I even you know she she cooks a great chicken. Yeah. Um she's cooked a Thanksgiving dinner a couple times. 
she, you know, from, from, you know, everything for a Thanksgiving dinner and, and she, she kills it. Right and, on. uh, do you, do you guys have family come out, come out to visit you when it comes once in to a while, holidays? Mostly, uh, nah, usually we're in New York or once in a while we'll just do it ourselves out here. But mostly because her family and my family are in New York. Yeah. Um, so usually we'll, we'll go to New York. Um, but once in a while we'll, we'll, and then I guess once or twice her, her parents were out here once for Thanksgiving, I think. Um, but not too, not too often, not for holidays, not too often, but her parents have come out here a bunch to visit. Uh, my parents only once or, once or twice, something like that. Gotcha. Yeah. So, um, so you, um, you know, being, uh, what, what, what did I call it? Uh, uh, fame, uh, proximal <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> right. Adjacent. Adjacent. Fame, fame adjacent. adjacent. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Right. Fame adjacent, um, have, have got, you get to go to all the coolest stuff. And I went, I, I, I browsed through all your photos. Um, I, Going to see, I mean, just uh, just what was it yesterday or the day before? You went and saw uh, Captain America. Oh yeah, you so, gotta yeah. let us know how that was. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll tell you. Right, ready for all the spoilers? Here it comes. I'm ready. Let's the just, first one. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> hey, we put the spoiler alert at the beginning of this episode, people. So you you can just go right ahead and tell us whatever you like. Turns out it was all a dream. It's all a dream. Uh, Superman came in and killed them all. <laughs> Is it um, now? Now is it true that that uh, they finally go and, and resolve things when they both realize that their best friend is James? <laughs> what? I missed that one. That's a that's a Batman Superman wait, joke. Wait, Batman. Oh. Your mom's name was Martha. My yeah. mom's name was Martha. Let's be oh, friends right. now. Like. <laughs> so George Washington's wife name. Her name was Martha too. Right, right. So they, they, he, George Washington can now be friends with, uh, with Bruce and with Clark. Batman. That makes yeah. so much more sense now, doesn't it? Yeah, it explains <laughs> so much. <laughs> so much. Uh, so, uh, so anyway, so what did you, what did you think? What was your, your overall uh, feelings about that, that third movie? Oh my God. It was so good. And I, I don't know if I'm influenced at all by the audience reaction to it, but I, I, I've been saying it's the best comic book movie I've ever seen. Um, I think that's true. I I do think that's true. I I can't wait to see it again. It it sucks. I have to wait three more weeks to see it. (laughs) um, I'm dying to see it again. It was so good. Uh, you already know Spider-Man's in it. He's so good. And, oh, I, I mean, I can't wait. I can't wait to see. So, it. how much, how much screen time do you think Spider-Man has? Just ballpark. Because Spider-Man's my favorite. Yeah, know, Captain America's my second favorite, but Spider-Man's my favorite you, character. You can't it's hard to say they take your phones before you go in, so I couldn't oh, really? check time or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I would estimate halfway through he shows up. Uh, and he's in, he's probably in 45 minutes to an hour oh, you know, wow. get, get here and there, you know, like yeah, yeah. sprinkled in. Um, I thought it was going to be a lot less. He was in more than I thought he was going to be. Yeah. I, th- I thought it would have been, you know, maybe 10 minutes of the, of the movie and just no. kind of a cameo practically. No, That's... It's, it's good. It's good. It's good. I don't want to get too much of it, but it's good. All right. <laughs> All right. You guys are gonna love it. You guys are gonna love it. Whatever you think of Batman, Superman, fuck it. 
<laughs> Captain America Civil War. Oh well, you know. Okay, so so Captain America, uh, the Winter Soldier, the 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 second one, I you know I thought was, um, well certainly in in my my top two it, between that one and uh, and Guardians of the Galaxy were my mm. were my yep. top two, sure. uh, you know. Superhero movies of all time. Yeah, sure. You know, had, at that point, I had Winter, were, Winter Soldier and uh, The Dark Knight were my two. Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. Then there, I like, I love the first Iron Man. I can watch it a hundred more times. Yeah, yeah, that one's really, really um, good too. Yeah, and I, I'm with you. I'm with all you guys on all your on all your uh, picks. Uh, but I still think this one beats all of them. I have to say. Okay. Oh, I'm hoping so. I'm really hoping so. I think so. I think so. Especially just as far as Marvel movies go. Uh, I'll leave the Dark Knight out of it. But um, as far as Marvel movies, I'd say it's their best one. And I'm very excited because it's directed by the Russo brothers who are doing the Avengers uh, parts coming up, which means that those will be good too. Yeah. You know. <clears throat> Whereas Zack Snyder directed that Batman <laughs> Superman and he's oh. directing the Justice League movies. Oh, so, I know. I know. Well, I tell you, you know what? I as much as they kind of were going great and then, you know, took some crazy turn at the end of, of Watchmen, yeah. like Watchmen was great, 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 great. And at the end, you're like, wait a minute, this is no longer Watchmen. What did you just do? Um, yeah. But everything else was great. Um, you know, and then the other things, you know, the, the original properties that he did were great, but then he got on this Batman Superman and I'm like, how, do you not understand how these characters work? Because Superman doesn't work that way and Batman does not work that way. So you should probably not touch this. Maybe. I mean, I don't mind. You know what it feels like almost? It feels like you guys are comic book readers, right? Obviously. Oh yeah. It yeah. feels like an, L it could be an, it, you know what they should call it? They and Elseworlds. Elseworlds. <laughs> and, and you could do whatever the fuck you want then if yeah, you absolutely. call it Elseworlds. But um, I think I don't mind somebody just, you know, trying to think outside of the box a little bit. If I were on my hands, what would I do? I would, you know, I don't know. But uh, the, maybe some of the choices I would make with it, people wouldn't like either. But um, yeah. I don't mind too much uh, if you well, – and there were some things I liked quite a bit with uh, Batman Superman, but then some of the other stuff, I'm like, oh, boy. Oh, boy, oh, boy. I didn't like it all. And, um, But, it, you know, it, it, I don't know. It's so It's got to be so hard to make these movies, you know. Um, yeah. I'd still, I'd still give, my, like, all my limbs to be in it. You know, I'd still, like, would love to just be an actor yeah. in yeah. – in uh in these movies it'd still be a lot of fun i, th I think uh, and i thought affleck redeemed himself i thought he did it was a really great uh batman i have to say oh i thought he was great yeah yeah it'd be cool to see him in like a batman beyond you know get him uh, in, in an old man <laughs> <laughs> well he is they've, they've already said that he's written a script for the next movie and yeah he's he's gonna direct it too so yeah, I can't. Yeah. I think he's a fantastic director. He's yeah. directed. I mean, The Town. Oh yeah, it's like one of my favorite movies ever. I love that movie. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. I hope he directs all the Batman movies. But um, yeah, I think I think that'll be good. I think those will be good movies. The other ones, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic, very cautiously optimistic. So, so we'll see how it goes. 
So other than your obligation to love Daredevil uh, right now, <laughs> which season two, by the way, you can watch on Netflix. Um, I've watched it twice already. <laughs> I know. It's really, really good. It was, it was fantastic. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that because, you know, um, it was really, really good. But what I, where I was going with this, what else are you watching right now? Is, are there any shows that you've, you've jumped on the bandwagon for? Is there anything that you're just absolutely addicted to or that you've binge watched recently? Oh, God. I'm always watching TV. And when I'm training, I train on a treadmill. So I watch an iPad on a treadmill. And um, so I go through a lot of TV. I'm, I'm currently really into uh, Portlandia. I'm, I started yeah. from the beginning of Portlandia. Um, uh, 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 oh, I just went to the Game of Thrones premiere the other day. Oh, wow. How was that? It was great. Oh, I saw you got went to that. You go to everything, man. I go to everything, guys. You Kevin, guys, he's a big I deal, man. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fame adjacent. Fame adjacent. <laughs> That's the so, best kind because then people don't recognize you and they're not going to hassle you. They're just going to hassle your girlfriend. That's true. <laughs> um, so I love Game of Thrones. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I'm watching a lot of the DC shows, which are okay. They're okay. I'm not, I don't yeah. love them, but they're I'm love. Okay. I'm loving flash for sure. Yeah. yeah. Flash it's, season it's one okay. was great. Yeah. Um, it's, it's okay. It, it's not my favorite, but I do. When I, when I see that there's a new one, I do get a little excited about watching it, but I don't, but I still, then I'll watch it and I'll go, eh, it's okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, um, uh, what else am I watching? Uh, we love the new girl. We love New Girl. Oh yeah, that's yeah, the Zoe Deschanel uh, show. Yeah, Zoe Deschanel, and it got uh, picked up for another season. Very excited about that. Um, what did we just watch? We just watched. Uh, Deborah binged watched Mad Men. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, and I watched the last season because I I hadn't seen the last season, so I watched that with her. Nice. I still haven't watched the last season myself. Yeah, I don't know why that. I was not in a rush to watch it. Yeah. But it was good, actually. It ended up being good. Um, what else did we watch? Uh, I just I daily I watch the Daily Show every day. Um, Saturday Night Live, I still love. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm thinking of Hulu, like my Hulu list. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, you know, um, since you're a Daily Show fan, I wanted to ask you. Um, with the changeover from John Stewart to Trevor Noah, have you? Yeah. Did you really have any issue with that? Are you pretty happy with the transition, or like, do you like one over the other? Or? Well, John Stewart, sure, but um, but I like Trevor. He I, he seems like a nice guy. I've been watching every day. Uh, I didn't stop watching. Uh, I'm still with it, and um, yeah, I, I'm. I'm you know, I get it. I mean, John Stewart can't do it forever, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you could tell, like emotionally, it was killing him. Yeah. Uh, just some days, it wouldn't even be comedy. It would just be like him just voicing his disappointment in our country and the world and stuff. And um, he used to be such a happy-go-lucky guy, <laughs> and now he's just he's just like, oh, the world is killing me. Um, so I get it. It'll be interesting to see that happen to Trevor over the years. <laughs> so, right. Um, uh, but no, I like the show a lot. I like the show and I have a, a couple friends on the, as correspondents. So, uh, I, I root for them and I, they do a great job. Um, Jordan Klepper and Desi Lydic. Uh, so, uh, watch out for them. They're great. And what else do I watch? I watch, 
I don't know. Now you had well, a, hey, one thing I want to ask you though. Uh, what uh, I I know you you have uh, in order to raise money, you've sold a, a ton of comics. What what comics are you reading these days? Oh, well, I, I was just gonna say uh, the I, we, I watched The Walking Dead as well. Oh yeah, um, and I'm behind on comic book reading for them, so I got to get back on that because I want to read about Negan for the next season. And so I have a lot of reading to do for Walking Dead. So that'll be my next one. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm almost always, I have the Marvel Unlimited app. Do you guys have that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's great. And, um, it's, it's basically like the a branded version of comiXology. That's, that's all Mar- Marvel all the time. Yeah. It's like, well, it's also like, it's like Netflix for comics. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you can, uh, you can put stuff on your, on your phone and just take it anywhere. Um, so I always have like Daredevil stuff on there, uh, and I'm always trying to catch up on Ultimate Spider-Man. So I don't read anything current. Like current, I don't read current stuff because I'm so far behind. Yeah. But, um, Ultimate Spider-Man yeah. has been been one of my favorites. Yeah, and uh, what, so you have you have you read any of the the new Daredevil? I have them all, but I haven't no. I haven't started into them yet. No, I'm still reading Bendis stuff. Oh well, that's that's solid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Way back Bendis stuff, and I want to read the Frank Miller stuff too. I haven't read that yet, so yeah. um, I got a long ways to go. I've been actually caught up on um, audiobooks. I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks, and like I said, I'm a Stern fan, so I've, there's always tons of Howard Stern to listen to, um, and other podcasts too. I listen to Fat Man on Batman, and oh yeah, you know all those guys, and. Um, so I'm always like, oh my god, so much to listen to. And <laughs> and, uh. Never any shortage these days when it comes no. to entertainment media. No kidding. Yeah, and I watched uh, on Hulu. I watched eleven twenty two sixty three. Oh, I was just about to ask you about that. I'm so glad you watched yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I watched that, and I listened to the book at the same time. Yeah. So um, there's a lot. There's a lot different from the show oh, yeah. and the book, actually. Yeah, like I had read the book um, a few years ago when it came out and yeah. absolutely fell in love with it. And then when they announced the series, I was just totally stoked. I watched yeah. it. I was like, it's different. But honestly, like, and Kevin and I both kind of agreed. Well, Kevin, yeah, we talked about it la- yeah. last episode. And yeah, that's a, that was yeah. a fantastic. I never read the book, yeah. but it, that was a fantastic uh, I, I was pretty happy. It was. It's, it's rare that you see a book differ so much from the series. But still have that same heart that the book had, like that. End, yeah. The ending was dead on. Like they nailed the, the the feelings to it, even though the story was a little bit different. It still had the same the same heart to it, which you lose yeah. sometimes in translation. Yeah, when I listen to the audiobook, the audiobook's fun to listen to because you know there's an actor acting out the parts and everything. And uh, when I was listening to that ending. I won't give anything away, but I was like my, my my eyes teared up. Oh yeah, mine too. Yeah. You know, and then when I watched it on the show, same thing. My eyes teared up and stuff. It's just, there's like a, a real sadness to it. Yeah. Um, Bit, yeah, bittersweet though, you know. Very very bittersweet. Um, but yeah, it was a good show. It was entertaining, and I like the book too. I love Stephen King. Yeah. He's a favorite. I do too. Did you hear um, that Doctor Sleep, the sequel to The Shining, <clears throat> is going to get <clears throat> a movie treatment too? Well, I'm sure. I mean, all his shit gets. <laughs> well, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, if he, you know, he could take a dump and wipe his butt with a napkin, and it, they, it would get a movie or a series or something. So. Well, I wonder how they'll pull that off. I wonder 
They should get the, like the original kid that was in the Shining. <laughs> yeah, they'd almost yeah. Have, they'd almost have to redo the, the Shining though, because if everybody's gonna watch it and think it was based on it's a sequel to the Jack Nicholson movie, but right. the book The Shining was so much different than the movie. And if yeah. they're gonna do Doctor Sleep, it's based on the sequel to the book, not the movie. So it's they'd, they'd yeah, have to yeah. like reset it somehow. I mean, did you see the miniseries that Stephen King wrote? The Shining miniseries with Stephen Weber. Oh, the one in the night. Yeah, the one in like the late nineties. Yeah, that yeah, one was yeah, a lot more accurate. Yeah, that's because he didn't. Stephen King didn't like Kubrick's version of it, which no. was surprising. But uh, so he's like, I'm going to write my own for ABC. <laughs> I was like, okay. uh, yeah, I like both versions. I, that that Kubrick one though is so is so disturbing. Yeah, it's such a slow burn too. Like it takes so long to get there, but when it does, it's so worth it. Oof. So good. So good. Ah, so um so so what else have you been enjoying with your with your uh fame adjacency when you so when you go out to these things, when you when you go out and visit or go out and and, and stay for a while, um what uh you know what what sort of fringe benefits do you do you enjoy? Um where, visit where New York? Yeah, when you when you're going out to New York, when when Deborah's shooting. Uh, well, I stayed there last year. I stayed with her. So, um, what I enjoy out there? Oh well, like it's in terms of like uh, premieres or something. I wow. went to the Jessica Jones premiere. That was cool. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, that's another thing I wanted to ask you. When it comes to reading stuff, have you read Alias? Oh yeah, well, Alias is a favorite of mine. Yeah, mine too. That's like one of my favorites of all time. And Jessica Jones is like my top five favorite comic book uh, characters. Um, so she's real. She's real important to me. And uh, and it was. Uh, I'm I'm glad the show was pretty good. And uh, I liked what I, I think it's the best Kristen Ritter's ever done. I, th- I think she really did a great job uh, yeah. as Jessica. Um, so I look forward to season two. I'm really excited about season two because uh, a friend of mine's going to be working on it as a, a executive producer. Um, her name's Rael Tucker. She worked on True Blood, gotcha. and uh, she's real talented. So I'm I'm looking forward to see what what she'll do and what she'll help out with on the show. Um, and Luke Cage comes out I think September. Right? Is that right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Let me check. Yeah, something like that. Yep. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to all this stuff. Iron Fist. And yeah. Defenders and all this stuff. So, I don't know if I'll keep living in New York when she's filming. I, I, I maybe I'll go back and forth. That first season, I went back and forth. I mostly stayed in Los Angeles and and just did visits to New York. But um, so I'm not sure what what'll happen next time. But um. Um, yeah, it's fun. I, and I, you know, I'm from Long Island and it's fun going back and seeing friends and family and going to see Broadway plays and stuff. And, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So since you're, seasons. since you're a big, um, a comic fan, were you already a Daredevil fan before Deborah got her role on the show? I mean, not a, a huge fan. I okay. read him more when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, uh, and it was funny seeing Crossbones and Civil War the other, the other day. Cause I remember like, uh, I think, I think I remember Crossbones like with 
Daredevil at some point reading that or something. But um, I might be mixing that up. But um, uh, so not that much when I was a kid. Not, I mean, more more when I was a kid. Not okay. so much in my later years. In my later years, I I go back and forth collecting and then not collecting because it's it gets really overwhelming. And like I said, I have that addictive personality where I, yeah. I want to get all of it. And um, and it's and realistically, I'm not going to read all of it. Um, and yep. then it gets so overwhelming that I read none of it. <laughs> so uh, so like right now, I, I've stopped buying comics. I haven't bought comics in over a year. Um, but I do have that Marvel Unlimited app, which is pretty cool. Yep. Um, not that I'm encouraging people to stop buying Marvel comics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I'd like to I'd like to try my hand at writing comics one day. Um, that's what I'd like to try to do after I'm done with all my marathons and stuff, and see see if I have any talent towards that. But um, we'll see. Well, I can tell you right now, EJ, I've written a comic and it's been published, and if I can do it, then you can do it. Oh yeah! All yeah. right, cool. There you go. That gives me hope. You you ever the Think about, well, you know, being as though you're you're having knee issues, you know, think about going and going into writing or going into uh, acting, whether it be, uh, you know, in in front of the camera or or voice acting. Oh, I'd love to do voice acting; would be great. That's a hard, that's a hard business to break into. I would imagine. Yeah, but um, you know, I'm back in L.A., and so I've been playing around with the idea of, you know, just trying to go out on auditions and stuff and. Seeing if anything happens, even if I, even you know, if I'm lucky enough to get a commercial here or there or something, um, <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've been thinking about writing a lot. I'd I'd like to take some writing classes and and uh, see see where I can I don't know see what happens. Even if it's just for a creative outlet um, for myself, because I get antsy. I used to have improv as an outlet, and I don't do that as much anymore. Um, is that something you would go back and do again? Yeah, I love improv. It's, it's, yeah, I'd, I'd like to get back into the improv scene if possible. Is there a lot of commitment involved in that? Do you have to like I'm sign up for a certain amount of time? Well, if you get on a team or something, there's, there's weekly rehearsals, weekly shows and stuff like that. Sometimes the shows are like at 11, 12 at night. I'm in bed by 10 now. I'm cold <laughs> um, so I just go, what? That's yeah. so late. I can't even imagine. I don't even go see improv anymore because it's just, uh, it's just a different lifestyle. Now, what ended up happening was when I was losing all my weight in Chicago, I changed my whole lifestyle. So like going to improv theaters, that's, you're basically going and drinking beer all night. And yeah. And then getting junk food at 1 a.m. And, you know, that's the lifestyle there. <laughs> so once I lost all my weight and changed that, changed my lifestyle, I, I haven't gone back as much at all. Um, it's been a lot different. So, you know, if I get back into it, I, I just I, I just can't get like I used to get with it, you know. Yeah, I know what you mean by missing it, though, because I used to do it in high school and college, and yeah. it's it's so much fun to do, and yeah, I, I definitely miss it as well, so if, yeah, you're, ever, if you're ever on the East Coast and you want, we can start our own improv team, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny. That'd be funny. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, uh, so so what's your what are your next events? You're going to London, right? Where what's what's the London trip about? London Marathon on April 24th. Uh, I'm nervous it's going to rain. I've never run in the rain, not really. Yeah. And um, I'm nervous about that one. But um, I like London a lot. I've been there once or twice before. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. (laughs) I I really enjoyed England myself. I went to – I only spent a little bit of time in London itself. I spent – one day there when I first got to town, and then a couple of days at the uh, the the London Super Comic Con on my mm-hmm. way uh, when I was on my way out of town a couple of months later. But I was there for work. Uh, oh, okay. Which was you know, hey, if you you know if you can get somebody to pay for your your trip to England, that's the way to go because otherwise yeah, it's just damn expensive. Yeah, that'd be nice, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I was able to find a couple good good prices online. And made them early, um, so it's not too bad. It's not. It's not I, going to Asia was a lot more expensive, but um, uh, yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Nice. Yeah. And then uh, after after London, what's after that? Uh, in May, I run Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Nice. And then in June, I run South Africa. Wow. And then in September, I run Sydney, Australia. Okay. And then October, Toronto, Canada. And then I'm done. All right. So you're, you're, uh, you're on the right side of the earth to, uh, to, to run where it's cool. Right. I guess. <laughs> I, guess <laughs> right. I guess that's true. Yeah, I mean, because you, because you'll be, it'll be, you know, uh, fall, winter when you're in the, the southern hemisphere. Right. Yeah. So that'll be good. <laughs> So you're not, yeah. you're not overheating yourself? I think Brazil's going to be hot. I'm looking at the temperatures now on my app, and it's yeah. like in the 90s. Um, so I'm a little nervous it's going to be really hot there, plus all the mosquito issues. Yeah. Um, there's something to be nervous about for all of them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully I can just get through them all and – in one piece, right on. Myself, too bad. We'll see how it goes. Well, cool. Well, hopefully we can uh, we can send some people your way. And uh, and what's that like again? I, I wrote it down. Uh, My crowdrise. Uh, yeah, crowdrise. Crowdrise dot com slash seven on seven. Correct. Go. Thank you. And you can go to my website ejscott.com. And I'm on the Twitter at ejscott and Instagram at ejscott1106. So I'm all over the place. Excellent. And you can, if people can help retweet and post and stuff, that'd be a big help. Um, I also uh, will put up a Daredevil raffle pretty soon. Oh yeah, you guys have been doing just just constantly uh, just a bunch of cool stuff. Like even when you're when you don't have the vo- like uh, a couple of years ago, you had a, a ton of volume when yeah. it came to you know just DVDs and 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 comic books and and all sorts. Of, you you had, you were going crazy on volume, and now it's just like oh these very exclusive posters and other types of items that are signed by a bazillion stars. Um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, hope, I I hope that's that's bringing in a lot of money for your causes because it seems uh, it seems like it should be. Thank you. It's it's doing. They're doing well. 
I still have lots of comics to, to sell and DVDs. We just cleared out. We just went through our DVD collection and, and got like three big boxes of DVDs uh, to sell. But I just haven't had time to list them all yet. But, um, yeah, I still have a couple thousand comics to sell. <laughs> uh, and I, I have a, a connection uh, at a DC Comics. This girl, she donates uh, statues and action figures to me. So I have a bunch of those things to sell. Um so I got a lot of stuff I still got to sell. Um, so keep an eye out on my Twitter and my girlfriend's Twitter and Facebook too. And uh, we post that stuff on there. And uh, uh, yeah, and, I, and if you don't want to donate, but you want to buy something, then that's good too. That is a great, yeah, that is a great way. So, you know, those those of you listeners who, uh, you know, aren't aren't really the big uh, big donators but hey you might want you know some signed item or you want uh, yes. or you want just a a cool dvd that you just don't have hey here's a great way to get it and and it's going to a good cause yeah yeah it's going to a good cause exactly yeah yeah all right well hey um Thank you so much for coming back again. Hopefully, we'll we'll have you back again in another four years or even sooner. <laughs> when Donald Trump is president. Oh, oh please so no. So you mean you're never going to be on? No. You're never, ever going to be on, ever? <laughs> oh, if Donald Trump is president, you you can just come on every week and we can have a, just a crying session. Yeah, you've got, yeah. Inter- you've got so, international um, connections now. You can maybe get us a residency swag, in another country swag, if he becomes president. Boobs, swag, <laughs> yeah. So for EJ Scott, EK the DJ, and Mike Lunsford, and for everything geek pop culture, I'm Kevin Goswan, and this is Comics Online. Bitches. Thanks, guys. Bitches. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Hey, uh, I'll be talking with you soon, and hopefully we will one day run into each other actually in person at one of these conventions. Right on. I love it. All right. Talk to you later. Thank you. Thanks, fellas. All right. Good night. Thank you, Jay. Nice to talk to you. Good to talk to you. Even giant or boobs? Swag. Giant or boobs? Swag a thousand times. Swag a thousand times. Disclaimer, the opinions expressed in this podcast may not represent those of Comics Online, any participants, or any employers, past, present, or future. If you would have thought otherwise without hearing this disclaimer, maybe you're not ready for this whole internet thing, much less uh, making sure that you make big donations uh, to crowdrise.com slash 7on7. That's EJ Scott's uh, online way to contribute to his awesome cause that he's doing. Um, fighting that disease is just an incredible thing that he's doing. Or maybe, instead, one of you're one of our smart and sexy fans who appreciates foul language. Going to ejscott.com or tweeting him at ejscott, at ejscott, or going to his Instagram, ejscott1106. Either way, you got to check the guy out. He is awesome. If you have comments or questions for the Comics Online podcasters, post on our Facebook page, tweet us on Twitter, or email us at podcast at comicsonline.com. All original material in this podcast is copyright Comics Online 2016.